Are you ready to be inspired, uplifted, and motivated to greatness? It's time for Star Style. Be the star you are. With your effervescent personal growth coaches, the Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and health specialist, Heather Brittany. Define your vision. Discover your passion and design your future in this power-packed hour of life-changing talk radio featuring authors and success experts dedicated to helping you achieve the results you deserve. Be entertained, edutained, encouraged, and empowered. Smile, have fun, and celebrate you. Explore your potential and embrace your possibilities with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on Star Style. Be the star you are, starting right now. Well, power partners, hello, hello, and welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are, a program of positive talk. With us, your personal growth success coaches, my name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And I can't hear Heather, but I imagine that she is there. So can you hear me not, now? Can you hear now me? I can hear you. Gosh, right. we sound like yeah, a commercial. Yeah, it's Heather Brittany. I'm here. Oh, good, good, good. Well, we know that you all have a plan for your life, and you've set your goals, and you know where you want to go. So there's going to be detours on this road but that's where Heather and I come in. We want to help you ignite your power and shoot for the stars because we have you on our radar and we will reveal to you that your dreams do come true. You do have the power. Before we launch into our power hour, I want to send a fond farewell to a fellow author and inspirer who died recently. He's been on our radio show several times. Ivan Burnell died on January 13th of a heart attack. He'd been a guest many times on the show, had endorsed both of my books, and he's going to be remembered for his positivity and his kindness to others. His books, Living in an Unlimited Universe and The Power of Positive Doing, influenced me in my own writing and my heart, as well as I know all the listeners who enjoyed his interviews, go out to his wife, Dagny, and his family, and the multitudes that he inspired over the years with his international teaching. So rest in peace. And you won't be forgotten. Your books will live forever. The Miracle Moment is brought to you by we actors, Heather, Brittany, and myself, Cynthia Bryan, for your next SAG or after film, commercial, industrial, or any print project. Give us a holler and we'll put you in touch with our agent, 925-377-STAR, or email Cynthia at star-style.com. And this is from the film The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. You can have everything you want. You just have to quit waiting for someone to tell you what it is you deserve. Right? Exactly. Well, fun stuff today. <laughs> it's going to be fun here at Star Style because it's all about being a star. And first up, Heather and I are going to be discussing the movies, the actors, the TV shows, the cast, and more for the 19th Annual Screen Actors Guild Awards, for which we are both voting members, thus the Miracle Moment, sponsored by us today. Book us for your next gig. Then in segment two, you swore that this was going to be the year you're going to stick to your resolutions. And as a coach, I want to help you sail through this critical period to keep you on track. So we're on day 17. Usually people give up by day 21. So we have a few <laughs> tips for you. And in our final hour, uh, it is happiness count. There is more to our balance sheet than numbers. And we're going to kind of cash in on the company culture. 
find how we can be the masters of our own universe. So sit back, relax, and get ready to rock. The 19th Screen Actors Guild Award Show is going to be broadcast on TNT and TBS on Sunday, January 27th, 2013, at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And this show is lauded by critics for its style, its simplicity, and its genuine warmth because um, the Screen Actors Guild is a peer-to-peer judging system. It made its debut in 1995. I know I judged in the very first ones, and I've judged in every one since. And Heather actually was one, was on the nominating committee one year, which was really a great thing. And this, in, a, in addition to, of course, the Golden Globes and the Academy Awards, has become the industry's most prized honors. And it is the only television award show that exclusively honors performers. And it has 13 awards for acting in film and television in a two-hour show. And it's the voting members, of course, are the members of Screen Actors Guild. And of now, this year, it's Screen Actors Guild after, since we merged this last year. So, Heather, let's talk about what is coming up, because you and I have been very, very busy watching all the movies and uh, trying to get catch up with the TV shows, yeah, well, etc. You know, I, I feel like this year a lot of them got it right. So I was I was awarded the wonderful. It isn't random. I can't say it's t- that I did something so fantastic that every year they choose uh, 2,100 random members to actually vote on it, and then once the people decide what they think the top things are. Um, approximately a hundred thousand other members officialized get to actually nom- get to nominate the winners. Uh, but with that being said, this year's contenders, um, like everything else, I feel like every other weekend there is uh, a some kind of award ceremony, and especially for actors. And and you know, I think as as an actor, um, it's just truly to to get to do your craft daily, and it's a wonderful thing to win awards for it. It's a lie if anyone says that, you know, you don't do it for the awards or you don't care to win, but when you are nominated, it's the purest, most beautiful honor. Um, but but uh, just last week we had the Golden Globes, and a couple weeks in February uh, we're going to have the uh, Academy Awards. The special thing about SAG, what you mentioned before, is that this is peer-on-peer. These are actors voting for actors. This isn't from a critic's review these are other fellow members that are um, appreciating someone else's craft, um, whether it be in makeup, performance, uh, directorial, an ensemble. It's really exciting with that. And Yeah, this I, is yeah. what I love about it is because it gives us, as performers, a voice to acknowledge our fellow performers. And, you know, I think that's something that's rare. We don't often get to say yeah. other than a pat on the back. So and, the SAG Awards are really, really an amazing, amazing thing. Let's talk about uh, who's up with nominated. Yeah, so I actually went ahead and I voted today. I had been procrastinating. Oh, you already voted. I haven't voted yet because I still have a couple more things to see. Yeah, so I went and voted because, so for me overall this year, the outstanding film of the year was Argo. And um, first off, for outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture, the, the nominees are, it's Argo, the best exotic marigold hotel, Les Miserables, Lincoln and Silver Linings Playbook. Um, I have now. To did say, you see all of them? I the only ones I've not seen are Best Exotic Marigold Hotel and Lincoln. Okay. However, I, Les Miserables and Silver Linings, all of these have gotten just amazing reviews. 
Argo, I have to say, uh, wins so many awards in my mind. I thought it was, it, it's so amazing. It would not be as good of a movie if it was, wasn't true. The fact that this isn't actually, that now time's passed, that it's no longer a secret document, that it's now become yeah, a it's public. Yeah, it's been declassified. Declassified, exactly, declassified. Um, because otherwise this would kind of seem hokey as, oh, this could never happen. But the fact that this is based on an actual situation that did occur, uh, I thought it was just phenomenal, phenomenal acting, phenomenal directing um, by Ben Affleck. I think what a great thing to not only write, direct, and star in your in your own movie. Um, I was just so blown away. It was and and something a lot of times people wouldn't consider it a period piece when you look at it, but it was based in the seventies, and they had it down to a T with the clothing, with the background, with the, the every little detail fit of what the era was supposed to be and I thought that was phenomenal and everyone and, and if anyone's seen it, at the end of the movie they yeah show, I totally remember this time period and I totally remember when the hostages were taken and how frightening it was and we never you know until I saw the movie I never knew that Canada wasn't responsible that it was CIA you know that was behind it so, yeah, but we should talk about all of the different ones, too. Yeah, so another thing that was politically, okay, uh, Silver Linings Playbook. I love Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's an amazing actress. She has a huge And Bradley career. Cooper. They were both amazing. Yeah, in their no, I, I, thought they were, I thought they were both amazing in it. I think she was fantastic. I actually, I voted for her for, I forget if it was supporting or for actress. I think... She has a, a very long career ahead of her. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's um, however, again, Argo still won it for me. Yeah. I thought it was a great movie. Um, really loved it, but I still had to go back to Argo. Yeah. Um, and then I just recently watched Les Miserables, which I love the play. And uh, funny enough, a couple weeks ago on, I believe it's AM, not AMC, it's the, one of the channels that just shows the really old classic movies, there was a Les Miserables from, like, 1940s or something. Um, totally not, I mean, of course, it's the same, based on the same play, but uh, very different from the new one. And I did very much enjoy the new Les Miserables. And I, in general, I love plays. I love going to the theater. But this was purely a musical, which kind of took it away from me. There was very if any dialogue, almost every single line was in, in song. A song. And though I thought all the actors did an amazing performance, it was beautiful, it was really long. And that that's- is the one show, I, well, I'm going to be watching that tonight. I went to the theater and saw Lincoln. I've seen all of them. Mm-hmm. And as much as I absolutely uh, loved Lincoln, and I thought everyone did an incredible performance. I also go back to Argo as yeah. my favorite movie we, so we far of the year. Ar- exactly, Argo was the first one I watched, and sometimes you, you know, then and something else becomes your favorite. And I kept just going, no, Argo's not your favorite. And the one thing I, my only critique about Les Miserables that was wonderful is it was so to a T like the musical. If you've ever gone to musicals, they're very long, and that's why they take a 20-minute, you know, an intermission. And this movie was like three hours long. It was almost, it's too long, I think, for a movie viewer to be sitting there without an intermission. It was, 
Right. Well, it's funny that you say that because one thing that um, that Screen Actors Guild and many of the studios do for the screen actors is they do send us out some DVDs of not all of them, but some of the movies that are to be considered. And uh, it's that is one of those movies that when I went to watch it, I realized I really had to have a long period of time with not not any obligations of work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and so, okay, let's get to, so um, I loved Best, I loved them all. I mean, there wasn't anything I didn't like. I loved Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, again, a superb cast. I find, just as you said, this year the the, um, offerings are really, really great. I think we have a choice of great movies. But Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Leading Role, we have uh, Bradley Cooper up for Silver Linings, Daniel Day-Lewis for Lincoln, and boy, did he embody Lincoln. I mean, he just, you know, he just gave that's him that. What, that's what I've observed. That's what I've heard, that he was yeah. just phenomenal. He's phenomenal. John Hawks in the sessions. John Hawks was amazing. I did not like the sessions. Um, again, I've seen all the movies this year, except Les Mis, which I will see before I vote. But but I, I didn't like the sessions. It just, you know, I thought John Hawks was great, and he had a great sense of humor. I don't know. It just didn't hit me right. Um, Hugh Jackman is up for Les Miserables, and I hear that he plays a really mean Jean Valjean, so I'm sure he's great. And then Denzel Washington. Well, Jean Valjean is not the mean guy. He's the he's the hero of it. No, no, I know. But what I meant by I mean when I mean I mean that yeah. Well, I mean the word mean in a really good way. (laughs) In other words, a really great that kind of thing. Yeah, and, and then um, Denzel Washington in Flight, which people just have been raving about Flight. And then Outstanding Performance by a female actor in a leading role. And I want everyone to hear, we don't call them actresses in Screen Actors Guild. I know in the Academy Awards, you still, you know, they call them actresses. Really? I, do they still say, I, I thought they call it female actor now is what they uh, Maybe they do. In, in the I, I believe a couple of... I think maybe five, six years ago, they changed that overall, that, that women are now no, nominated for Best Female Actress. Or yeah, well, actor. I know. Actress is no longer, it's sort of a, um, what do you call it, archaic word now that no right, one really right, uses. Right, right, right. Well, I know that we in the profession don't refer to females as actresses. We refer, refer to them as actors. And Screen Actors Guild was the first um, uh, first award ceremony to do that. So let's see. Um, so then the female actor in a leading role, we have Jessica Chastain in Zero Dark Thirty, which that uh, she, that SAG Foundation was doing a streaming of an interview with her today. And I, I tried to listen to it. I tried to get on. I listened to about five minutes, but it wasn't streaming well. So I'm going to check that out later. Then um, Marianne Cotillard for Rust and Bone, she, uh, Stephanie. That's another great movie. Then Jennifer Lawrence for Silver Linings Playbook, who was amazing. If you haven't seen Hitchcock, did you see Hitchcock? Helen Mirren. I have was, not. Wow, she plays Alma, um, Alfred Hitchcock's wife. And, of course, um, um, what's his name is up. No, no, is it, he played Hitchcock. Um, gosh, Anthony Hopkins. He just was amazing as Hitchcock. People, Hitchcock kind of got panned, but Helen Mirren was great. And then Naomi Watts in The Impossible, those are for the leads. Now, by a male in a supporting role, 
Alan Arkin in Argo, he was terrific, terrific. And Javier Bardem for Skyfall. Robert De Niro, Silver Linings Playbook. That was a different role for him, didn't you think? And I thought he was really good in it. Oh, I thought he was wonderful. Yeah, I thought he, he was really wonderful. Embodied, you know, kind of showed that OCD where, you know, where um, uh, Stanley Cooper was getting that from. You know, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Like father, like son. Exactly. Like, come on, sit down, spend some time with me. Come on, it's bad luck. It's bad juju if yeah. you leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was so good. And then uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. In the movie The Master, I don't know if you saw it. I did not like The Master. Um, the the acting is great. Uh, uh, Philip was fabulous, as was Walking uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. But I just didn't like the movie. It's like about a cult. It's like Scientology based on that or something. It was just a very strange movie. With, you know, and I have to feel something. And I found myself um, attempting to watch it, stopping it, watching. You know, and I just couldn't get through it. And then uh, for in Lincoln supporting role, Tommy Lee Jones, and he was fantastic in that role. He's just so great. And then the for the females, we have Sally Field uh, playing Mary Lincoln, and the story behind how she got that is pretty great. So people should look it up because I know we don't have time to talk about it on here. Anne Hathaway in Les Mis. How did you like Anne in Les Mis? Because the you know from the, I have to say she was she was great, but I don't know what it is about her. She, just personally, I I, I have to say she's a, a wonderful actress, but there's just something about her acting that just um, I don't know. For something personally, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't know why. I do think she's a wonderful actress, um, and and she had a very you know important role in the movie. Um, but, but I, I don't know why there's just something about it when she acts. I don't enjoy it as much as I should. I don't yeah, know. well, I'll have to, I, I'm going to look forward it to was seeing it. It was a beautiful ensemble. It was great. My, really, my only critique, or I have my two critiques of it, is it is so to a T like, like the musical. Like which the musical. An amazing, wonderful musical, and I, I recommend anyone to see it. Um, however, the difference why theater and cinematography are, uh, is the time and and the words. Um, there was just no dialogue. It was only singing, and I kind of yearned for some something that would lead into talk. That you know what what brings what, right. what brings them to start singing. Not that every single word is song, and it right. was just so long. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that takes away from it. I mean, I love musicals too, and I love the musical Les Mis. Um, you know, that's one of the all-time greats, along with Lion King and Phantom. Uh, back to our, our female actors in supporting roles. Helen Hunt, it's interesting they put her as a supporting role, because I thought she was the female star of the sessions. Um, she was great. I, I just, again, I didn't like the movie. And, wow, for an Academy Award winner to do a full nudity uh, show, I mean, and a lot of nudity, Full frontal, full frontal, and um, and I mean it was very tasteful, but it was a little odd. And then Nicole Kidman in the Paperboy, and then Maggie Smith, who was just delightful in the Best Exotic I, I enjoy Miracle Maggie Hotel. Smith in general, I think she's fantastic. Oh, she is just superb. And, now, and one thing too to note on is with the Screen Actors Guild, it isn't just. Um, Film. It's also right. That's what I was going to get to. So I voted. You know, one of my favorite is is Breaking Bad that it's completed now. That I 
I definitely put in a nod for um, best ensemble for me was Breaking Bad, best for uh, not violent, for... For the comedy series? Who'd you like? No, to... no. Uh, that was I for I the talk? drama series. For physical, for physical action, not towards the action, for... for um, not for stunts. For best, oh, stunts. I'm voting oh, right. we for have a The Walking category. Dead. I just, I love for dramatic series. I love The Walking Dead, and right. then for best drama series, I voted for Breaking Bad. For best ensemble of, of uh, comedy series, I voted for Modern Family. But still, that that show is just so hilarious to me. And I, it has won. Hasn't Modern Family won like three years in a row? I think. I, I think like so. That. And, but that I had also... Um, and Breaking he, Bad, um, Cranston has won. He's won three or four years. Ever yeah, since it's I been on, he's won him. every single Ryan year. I think he's just embodies you know, so, so well, Walter White. Yeah, he's hard to um, beat. But for Best Comedic Actress, I actually voted for Amy Poehler for Parks and Recreation. If any of you know, she was hilarious when she was on Saturday Night Live, and now she has, it's been on two or three years now. Uh, it's so funny. I think if people might not watch, it's sort of an underdog moment, but when you watch, it is just hilarious. So uh, Amy Poehler uh, got my nod for this year, even though for... Tina Fey, this is the final season of 30 Rock, which I adore that show. It's hilarious, but it will forever live in syndication. So right, I exactly. think everyone will get to see it. <laughs> right. And, of course, I think uh, Sofia Vergara in Modern Family is just so funny. I mean, she's so beautiful and va-va-voom, and she's just so silly. You know, she plays such a, a great a great character. Uh, one of my other favorite uh, characters for the male in a comedy series is I love Jim Parsons. I love the Big Bang Theory. I just think yeah, it is. I you know, actually, it for me for comedic, it, it, I, I I had to go to um, Modern Family again. So um, did you give it to Eric to Eric Stone Street or to Ty Burrell? I, I think uh, to Eric Stone Street. I I think um, not to say, it, but he's just so funny because he just portrays the stereotypical. Gay male, very slim boy, and in real life, he's not. He's married, has kids, and he, you know, when he, in interviews, he's a polar opposite. And I really applaud that. And I think, I think, so many people when we watch actors, we really we enjoy them, and we sort of build who they play on TV or film, or it's who they really are. And we, and you know, whether they're likable or whatever, we think that's who they really are as a person. And to see someone who plays so poor opposite of what they really are, I think really shows such extreme talent. Not only to say, but when I watch the show, I'm usually, you know, crying, laughing. Um, it, it's just I constantly, and it's that humor that that is so, it's so witty and so funny. It, and uh, I always, always enjoy watching Modern Family. I just think he, he's a surefire always. And I, I don't know... Um, if he's won before, but uh, he has my vote this year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I know that John Hamm has won for drama for Madman, and uh, I know Ty Burrell, they've been nominated before. So I didn't actually look at who won the, I forgot who won last year. Um, but I, you but Modern vote. Family is, the, uh, they consistently get the cast. Yeah, and then the television miniseries, I don't know. I've actually, I have seen all of the ones that were nominated. Um, I actually voted for Kevin Costner for Hansville and McCoy's. It was really, really good. Um, you know, I, it could have been a movie, but I think, again, it would have been too long. It was 
Excellent. And based off, loosely based off, you know, the real rivalry between um, the Hatfields and the McCoys, um, I thought Game Change was a really well-done movie, and I actually voted for Jillian Moore, um, who portrayed... Uh, Sarah Palin. Exactly. It and was, she looks so much like her. Oh That's just God. amazing to me. Amazing. She really I know. Was. I always think that Tina Fey looks so much like Sarah Palin. But yeah, well, you know, because they used to do the bits, you know. But, right. But Julian Moore got it, like, in, in an actual serious way, not making fun of it. I thought it was hilarious. Or not hilarious. I thought it was, it was wonderful. Tina Fey does the hilarious one. I thought it was uncanny how much she was. But, right. um, yeah, so she got mine for females, but Kevin Costner got mine for dramatic for the miniseries. Well, that's so great that you had seen all of them. I actually haven't seen everything in the TV series, but like the outstanding performance by Stunt Ensemble, I personally, have, I actually like Game of Thrones. I mean, I think, you know, uh, Who's Up is Walking Dead, Sons of Anarchy, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, and Boardwalk Empire. And personally, I don't know how they do the stunts on Game of Thrones because that is the most violent, violent um, show, yeah. but very fascinating. Well, Heather, we're way over time, but it's so fun, and I'm glad that you voted. Um, and I encourage anybody else who's a Screen Actors Guild member who's voting, but before you vote, do watch everything as much as you possibly can. And it is exciting to have seen everything. And I'm, I am really happy that this is one of those years where I can say that I've seen everything. So I feel I'm really voting appropriately. So great job. It'll be fun now to watch the show. And again, we'll remind you next week. But it is going to be airing on Sunday, January 27th, 2013, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, on TNT and TBS. And of course, one of the most fun thing is always to see who's wearing what. <laughs> it's always, <laughs> it's always the red carpet because the day after whoever wears, you know, whatever, it's in stores as a knockoff. And I know in my early years of acting, I always used to fantasize about what I would wear to the Academy Awards. And I never thought it would be such a big deal, but Having been to a couple of red carpet events, it is really stressful to figure out what to wear. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the paparazzi are everywhere now, and everybody's out to get you. So you got to be really either very bold, very brave, you know, um, or just plain old brazen. So in any case, well, great segment, and how fun this is going to be with all these award shows coming up. Heather, give out the website. Most definitely. Uh, we want you to go to be the com as well as be the org. And when we come back from break, we are going to be talking about keeping you on track. And we don't want you to give up on your resolutions. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. I'm glad you remembered who you are. And you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We're just having fun here today. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. 
If you or someone in your organization is an expert in a particular topic, it pays to offer a speaking service. According to statistics, speaking is ranked as the number one fear in life. In other words, people would rather die than get up in front of an audience to speak. However, the power of the spoken word can change a life. It can add dollars to your bottom line through products and services you offer. And you should get some on-camera training, formulate a presentation, and then practice, practice, practice. You might want to begin by speaking to service organizations. They're always looking for timely topics. Then grow to getting paid engagements. You're going to reap the rewards, and the key is focus. What kinds of, of speeches do people want to hear? Topics are lumped into three main categories. Hard skills, that's people who want to reinvent themselves, learn a new trade or business. You want to help the audience find a new career or direction or buy a new product that's going to help them accomplish this goal. The second one is called soft skills, and this is how you teach people to communicate, to relate, to get in touch with others, to get in touch with spirituality, the environment, etc. And the final one is informative. This is no skill transference in this presentation. This type of speech is purely information, entertainment, comedy, history, or commentary. And once you discover what people want, you'll deliver it by finding organizations and businesses that are craving your message. Motivate others to action. Take the podium. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan from Star Style with another business bite. If you'd like to book me as a speaker, call 925 377 star or email Cynthia at star hyphen style dot com. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be the Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org. All donations are tax-deductible. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star. Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. 
Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Well, thanks for staying with us here on Star Style. Be the star you are, empowering you with infotainment ideas and tools for everyday life. Brought to you by Be the Star You Are 501c3 Charity. Please make a donation today. Go to btsya.org. Click on PayPal. And if you still need a tax write-off for 2012, we are accepting backdated checks through the end of January. Checks can be sent to Be The Star You Are, P.O. Box 376, Moraga, California, 94556. And you will get a tax receipt. Well, I had a really interesting, um, actually it was, it was very, it was a real feel good yesterday. Within five minutes of driving around, I had two people stop me and, um, ask me about Be the Star You Are or if I was Cynthia Bryan. So one person saw my car because I have a license plate that says BTSYA and I have a panel that says Star Style Be the Star You Are, Positive Talk Radio on it. And I was actually in a UPS store, and a person ran in and asked me if I worked for Cynthia Bryan. I said, no, I am Cynthia Bryan. And they said, oh, my God, we love your show. We love all the articles you write, and we like what you're doing to empower youth and just keep up the great work. And so that really was was a feel-good. And then I literally drove down to the street, and I was in another place. Somebody else walked up to me. And reminded me that I had coached their child over 25 years ago. This person is now in their 30s with kids. And they told me that the coaching had helped them, had helped their kids um, be who they are today. And they were very grateful. And I was like, wow, that was, that's sort of like payback. It really makes you feel good. So getting to you, we want you to change your life for good and make it the best possible year possible. And, you know, you probably, if you're like most of us, you swore that this was going to be the year you're going to stick to all those resolutions. But then, you know, the brownies call from that nice big box and that comfy couch and all those shows that you're watching, especially now that the award shows are coming up. And like me, you want to catch them all. So if you are like not being as active as you should join the club, about 40 percent of Americans make a life enhancing vow on January 1st, which Heather and I talked about in our early uh, show. And by um, the 21st of January, they've already relapsed. 50% have relapsed. So how can I help you sail through this critical launch period? Because there's four more days until the 21st and help you keep going. So here are a few no-fail strategies. Number one, you want to watch your wording. So, So many resolutions fail because they weren't, uh, they weren't expressed properly. You're too vague. You know, we've talked about doing uh, SMART goals in the past. So instead of saying, I'm going to be more organized, you want to actually be specific and say, I'm going to spend 15 minutes of every day decluttering one part of one room. And then that is like taking a small step. So it, it's dividing it up into chunks that makes it easier for you. You don't want to say, I want to lose weight. You want to shoot for something like, I will drop one pound every two weeks by cutting out bologna sandwiches. Uh, so, you know, if you want to eat more often, you could say I'm going to lose a pound a week and I will eat four times a day, but I will only eat um, some carrots and cottage cheese and fruit and water. Anyway, in other words, commit, commit to a time frame. 
And then you might want to just whip up, you know, your own home-cooked meals. Number two, you want to build your case. And this is by clarifying your goals and pumping yourself up with motivation. If you're aiming to exercise more, the pros would include as many reasons as possible to support that. For example, what are the benefits of exercising? You lose weight, you sleep better, you boost your immune system, you lower your stress. The cons would be something like what's standing in your way. Maybe you are just so swamped. Your schedule is packed. Or maybe you have money issues and you have to work longer. So you don't want to attempt something um, that will not resolve your problem until you figure out that you can have positive outcomes that will outweigh your obstacles. If you've got a big stream of pros, why you want to be motivated to obtain your goals, you will be motivated. If you have more cons, you're not going to do it. So make sure to write that down. The third thing is to set up incentives. You know, it's really easy to return to your old ways, and it's pretty powerful at times to just go with what's comfortable. So you have to learn how to galvanize and reward yourself for even your small uh, small steps that you do that are positive. Like if you feel that you have taken that 15 minutes each day to declutter a room, reward yourself. You know, maybe that is um, buying yourself an ice cream cone or maybe it is another, you know, an extra half an hour of television or whatever. But reward yourself with something that you wouldn't normally reward yourself. Now, rally support. This one is actually kind of critical and not as many people do it as they should. Research proves that people who make healthy changes together, succeed together. The more similar your objectives are, the better you'll all do. So if you choose your pals that have the same goals and resolutions as you, you're all going to improve. Whereas if you have pals that don't care, you know, if exercising is your goal or decluttering is your goal, and you're trying to pal up with somebody who doesn't care about those, you probably will fail. And I can just say that this last weekend, I really like swimming as exercise, but of course it's winter now and it's cold and I'm not about to get into a 40 degree pool. I can do about 60, not comfortably, but I can do it. But this weekend I was at a conference and there was an indoor pool and the temperature was just lovely. It was like bath water. So I teamed up with another uh, woman and we literally swam for about two hours and it just felt so great. I mean, my body was like invigorated after, but I had sore muscles but I realized by I would have only done it maybe half an hour by myself. But because we were doing it together and chatting and all that, it made it fun. Now, plan ahead for slip-ups. Setbacks are going to be inevitable. But you can improve your chances of a quick recovery by visualizing the fallout in advance. So you want to imagine yourself, you know, um, reaching for that forbidden piece of cake or something. And then what will you do to avoid eating that entire cake? You have to think about that. Sometimes it's as simple as remembering, uh, reminding yourself that a small, a small misstep is just that. It's a pause in your progress, but it's not an excuse to stop. And you might want to enlist somebody that's going to be like your back sliding buddy, somebody that you can either call or email 
And you can be honest with and say, oh, my gosh, I just got a craving for chocolate chip cookies. And instead of having a bite, I ate four. What do I do? So the only difference between people who reach their goals and those who don't is those who succeed don't give up. So the clue to success is never give up. You just want to absolutely keep going with your goals. And I hope that those that will help you to change your life for the better and just to keep on going because uh, the resolutions that you make to better your life are very, very important. And, you know, when we get to this, some people are talking about attaining mastery. So what is mastery and how do you get it? So mastery in a, in a career is a consciousness that requires that we constantly produce results beyond and out of the ordinary. It's a product of consistently going beyond our limits. You know, it's like pushing the envelope. For most people, it starts with a technical excellence in any field, your chosen field, of course, and a commitment to that excellence. And if you're willing to commit yourself to excellence, you listen, I didn't say perfection. I said excellence. Yeah, and to surround yourself with things that represent this, your life is going to change for the better. So it's remarkable how much mediocrity we're willing to live with, and we surround ourselves with daily reminders that average is acceptable. And because of that, our world suffers from like terminal normality. So take a moment right now to assess all the things around you that promote you being average. These are things that keep you powerless to go beyond the limit. And the first step to mastery is to remove all those things from your environment that are just mediocre and limiting. And one way is to surround yourself with friends who ask more of you than you ask of yourself. So you see, we are all really ordinary people, but a master, rather condemning herself for being ordinary, embraces it and uses it as a jumping block to build to the extraordinary. So don't use mediocrity for an excuse for inactivity because that is a vehicle for correcting. <laughs> you want to have a process of attaining mastery. You want to be able to correct yourself without invalidating or condemning yourself. You want to be able to accept your results and you want to improve upon them. You don't want to protect yourself from being a master. Again, that would be being mediocre. So remember that you can create you can create your own mastery. You have the power. And that is really key. We want you to know that and we want you to be able to do what others say you can't. So we're going to take a quick break and when we come back from break, we're going to talk about how to cash in on the happiness culture at work and how to identify personal qualities that you may have. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We'll be back in a bit. Star you are. The star you are. Whenever a natural disaster occurs, Be the Star You Are charity mobilizes to get books, DVDs, videos, games, and other resources to the victims through our Operation Disaster Relief Program. With the terrible devastation caused by Hurricane Sandy, Be the Star You Are has launched Operation Hurricane Sandy Relief to ship resources to the East Coast. You can make a difference in the lives of someone in need. Make a donation today. It's kids helping kids. Be the Star You Are is collaborating 
Living with Angels of God that is a nonprofit founded by our 15-year-old Express Yourself teen reporter and co-host, Caitlin Darrow. Angels of God will distribute all the resources collected and ship them to the facilities to the residents in need. Visit www.btsya.org. That website again is www.btsya.org. And thanks for your support. Everyone counts. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations. With personalized sessions by phone or in person, you'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. Turn up the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's Power Party Time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, thanks again for staying with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, empowering you every single time that we are on the air. We appreciate you listening to the most positive talk show on the planet right here on World Talk Radio. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And this is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Well, this today we've been talking about the Screen Actors Guild Awards that are coming up and all the different movies and TV shows, casting characters that are nominated. If you want more information to find out uh, who is nominated and uh, when to watch, etc., you can go to sagawards.org. That's S-A-G, awards.org. Org. And again, it has really been fun watching all of these movies. Well, now today I didn't get to it last week, so I really needed to um, get to it this week because I had a few emails of what happened to cashing in on the happiness uh, culture. And so I just wanted to touch on that with the minutes that we have because when it comes to our workplaces, there really is more to a balance sheet than just the numbers. Happiness is what counts more than anything. And more than ever, I think companies are looking 
at that. I mean, we can't all work for the greatest companies in the world, but we really can encourage our employers, if we have employers, to at least try to bring some happiness into this engagement because that engagement at work is business speak for employees who do great work. And if you're not engaged, that you're really not really caring enough to do a good job. So a lot of companies today, there's a lot of telecommuting going on. People are, are working from, you know, their smartphones, their, their computers without always having to go in to work. And there are companies that think that if you're not in the building, then you're not having a working attitude. And that probably could be further from the truth. I mean, more people are more productive when they're happy and their lives are balanced. So it's a lot of people too, you know, they want to be, they want to have families, they want to have a marriage or significant others, you know, they want to have some travel, they want to have some free time. And you can make a roadmap to a healthier work environment. According to one recent survey, fewer than half of Americans are happy at work. And that is bad news for employers because happiness really is the key component. Engaged employees are good for the bottom line because they're passionate about the company and they're passionate about contributing and they're willing to invest some discretionary effort. And this um, was a quote from Jim Knudsen from a consulting firm that helps corporations redefine their cultures. A 2011 Gallup poll found that 71% of American employees are disengaged from their workplace, which means their employers will never reap the many benefits of emotional connection that you could have. And at best, disengaged employees aren't performing at their highest level. I mean, at worst, they could even be poisoning their surrounding environment or giving customers a bad experience. So what does it take to engage employees? I mean, do you have to stock, you know, refrigerators with food? Do you have to have great parties? Uh, do you have to give them, you know, a ton of perks? What, what is it that really makes work fun? Uh, so I think that we have to learn what that is. And here is what employees from surveys around the country have said. Employees want to be clear about where their organization is going. They want to feel valued. They want to make a fair wage. They want to have autonomy. They don't want to just be micromanaged. And they want a role that fits their strengths. Most important, they want to grow learn and feel tied to something that's bigger. And this is something new really in the workplace that people want a story to connect to. And if the employer doesn't give them one, they're going to write their own. Now, you know, um, old timers are probably going to say, what are you talking about? You know, back in the day, no one was preoccupied by bonding with some mission or being happy at the factory. It, in You know, there was that slogan, "If it ain't called work for nothing. That's really old these days. And today we want, we, um, if we're going to have our nose to the grindstone, we really do want to be having it be sort of a fun grindstone. And we want to be able to be growing. I know as I organize volunteers, and I have over a hundred volunteers that be the star you are, one of the main things that's important to me is that people will grow. That when they come on board, 
they are going to learn something. They're going to be able to have their um, volunteer opportunity be a springboard to an actually paid job someplace in the workplace because they might be learning new skills. I want them to feel value. I want them to make their own judgments and recommendations. And we, you know, you don't just want to be a slave laborer place or just somebody coming in because you're going to be a cog in the wheel. In um, a Wharton study in 2010 found that a strong relationship between employee satisfaction and long-run stock returns was something that is that other companies can learn for, learn from, because the world is moving towards a family happy firm place. So in other words, when the firm is stable, even if you have a rough and tumble feeling, if the policies are in place to make the place more balanced, that means that the company cares about the employees and who what's happening to them, that their the employees are going to be happier. Because you don't want voluntary turnover. You really want leadership tends to think that when there's turnover, that it's a personality trait rather than looking inward and seeing how to create a positive environment. But the key is is to look for the leaders in any company to look inward, inward, be an inspired leader and put the firm on a cultural evolution, to, um, kind of put them on the fast track to getting a turnaround where people will have balance and flexibility. Flexibility is defined as most firms' top priority by employees, followed by camaraderie, benefits, and community outreach. And it maybe sounds a little bit touchy-feely, but when people get hired, you don't want to just bring the brain inside the door. You want to bring the entire person inside the door. So the key is is you want people to feel that they are making a contribution and that they belong. So um, you have to have a company story. If you get this step wrong, you know that the company, what the company believes in, then you're going to be setting yourself up for kind of not a happy ending if you are a company, uh, a company leader. So those are just a few of the things that you might be able to do. You want to have management not destroy the company by asking too much, but you want them to enhance everyone in the company because it will affect your, your bottom line when you get people that are feeling that they are appreciated, that they're making a difference, that they have control over their professional and personal destinies. And that they're given, they're, they're giving a place of importance. So what they do and who they are is important both at work and at home. So be effective as in more time for yourself, family, friends, and life. And millennials, this is what they really, really want. So you can build um, a fantastic workplace. And if you're working somewhere and you're not that happy and you're thinking of leaving, before you shut the door on a job that might be great for you, that you really might be able to turn the company around, make sure to go to your HR department or to your leadership and tell them why you're disgruntled and what you, what it would take to keep you. You might find that a cultural revolution in the workplace could happen and you will be a happy camper. Well, thank you so much for being great listeners and allowing us into your life each week. We want you to stay tuned right here to World Talk Radio and Star Style. Be the star you are with me, Cynthia Bryan, and Heather Brittany. We love being your personal growth coaches. 
And we love bringing you the authors and the experts that help you change your life and make your dreams come true. For more information about booking a consultation uh, with Starsdale Productions or with me personally, you can visit starsdaleproductions.com or email me, Cynthia, at star-style.com. You can call the studio, 925-377-7827. That's 925-377-STAR. Make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity and help keep this show on the air by going to bethestarur.org or btsya.org. As always, our aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. We hope that you are seeing beyond your physical being and dreaming of becoming the person that you were meant to be and knowing that you already possess everything you need to be the writer, director, producer, and star of your life. Until next week, when we play again in our Star Style Playground, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and this is Star Style. Be the star you are. We thank you and encourage you to go out into the world and be the star you are. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for tuning in every week for the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Our goal is to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to reach for the stars and shine brightly. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. You're invited to our Power Party next week and every week right here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel with the dynamic duo, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, our health hero, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers on the planet. We'll pour more champagne for the spirit with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until we play again, be the star you are. You are.